John Hernan, man and Timizan record holder, experienced ultra cyclist. Uh, thanks for coming in today to uh, talk about the Western Challenge. Um, how are you keeping? Yeah, good, Richie. Good, good. Yeah, I keep well. Um, uh, good, good to be here, and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, the Western Challenge and uh, coming up. And uh, geez, not long to go now. Two months, less than that, maybe. Yeah. And before we get into that, just tell us a little bit about your past events and experience, you know, especially the Mount Mizzen we mentioned. Yeah, I, I suppose, look, I, I did, the, I currently hold the Mizzen to Malin record uh, from last September. It's probably my best day on the bike, that one. I was uh, 17 hours, 20 minutes, that one it took, and uh, kind of sort of a, a solid enough kind of 20 mile an hour kind of for the day and not getting off the bike. So that that's probably the kind of... Uh, yeah, maybe my best uh, day on the bike. But um, yeah, I've done lots of other stuff before that probably things that are actually longer and distance, like my my first ever event was probably back way back in 2009. Did the race around Ireland, like 2,200 kilometer. And uh, I've done, I suppose, lots of ultra events in Ireland um, and abroad, the USA and the UK and places like that over in Asia as well. So kind of, yeah, I, I suppose I've had an interest in it, the long distance, from uh, going back over 10 years. But what's been interesting, I suppose, in the last uh, five years is I've, I've actually started to go for the shorter events, if you call it that. Like, so the 500K is seems a long distance for me at the moment. But uh, yeah, relatively speaking, it's uh, it's it's short compared to some of the stuff I've done in the past. And what drives you to do yeah. ultra distance? I mean, to a lot of people, it's like just that mental barrier of that yeah. kind of mileage is just... Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Like, I mean, I've no, there's so many like good cyclists. Like, I've no doubt, you know, yourself included, have no problem doing it. I think it's just, but I think there's a lot of people that like are brilliant cyclists, like, let's say at the 100 kind of ish, 160k mark. And if you have the fitness for that, there's no, there's no reason why any of those people can't like do really, really well in the ultras. It's just, but, but the, the, the mental challenge, I suppose, is the, it's it, the unknown for people and yeah it, it's the definitely it's probably the bit that kind of breaks probably a lot of people when they go and try it like it's definitely worth trying but but um yeah it's it, it's i suppose i find that part it, it, it's fascinating like you know because every time you do an event it's always going to be different and you kind of i i guess you kind of the mental side i use it as a gauge to like to see like you know how strong are you this year compared to last year um because you know, it, it, I suppose it strips you down a lot. Like, you know, when you're really like going on the bike 24 hours, you kind of, you, you have nowhere to go, but kind of look, you have to look inward a bit and see what you're made of. And I, I'd say, I don't know, it, it, it's hard to answer that question exactly because each time is different, but but there's definitely a mental part. And I, I, I kind of like that it it forces you to kind of examine your metal a bit, you know. Um, <laughs> and yeah. you got a good... You got a good kind of a routine going over COVID. Like a lot of cyclists did, I think. But um, how's the training going at the moment now? Kind of real life and reality yeah. now kicking back in. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, you're right. Like, I, think, I think that the, the last two years of COVID has been been great. And I think that's what helped for my season last year was, you know, prior to that would have been traveling to work probably two and a half hours a day. And that really interrupted the, the flow. But the consistency probably is what helped more than anything last year. And uh 
Yeah, so so I was hoping to build on last year's results and do. I've kind of signed up for three or four ultras this year, but uh, uh, and up to towards the end of February, all was going great. And then since the end of February for the last two months, it's been a challenge, I suppose. Yeah, just like between uh, a two-month-old baby in the house and uh, a two-year-old as well. That, that kind of <laughs> makes life a little bit tricky. And uh, yeah, I had uh, COVID then in the house in the last uh, about a month or so back. And then... Uh, hit by a car one day as well but that was a small skirmish so it's kind of uh it's 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 good to be back yeah in the last week and a half has been like back to what i'd say is regular training and that's kind of you know you get to get that hunger back now because you're not far to go and yeah so no look it's going uh it's going good but i think this year is uh, it, it, it'll be it'll be interesting this year for me because i i you know because you can't with the family side of it you can only go out for like I'd say I'd be shot now if I went out for like five hours. So it, it's kind of, it's what you can achieve on like as little as two hours, uh, I suppose. that That's the challenge, but being consistent and, you know, doing the high intensity stuff maybe more so than the um, the longer kind of, let's say, the base stuff. That That's the thing, yeah. It's probably, I mean, a lot of people are in the same boat as yourself, you know, uh, trying to deal family, kids, job, all that kind of stuff, still trying yeah. to get the training in. And it makes it even harder with, you know, when you're training for an endurance event but like you say it's it's consistency isn't it yeah 100 percent. yeah i think that's that that is it you know if you just if you get out every day second day you'd be surprised you know just it builds up very quickly and i and i think that's you know in the for, certainly for me in the past it would have been like going out maybe for longer spins of the weekend but then work it in the way and maybe kind of missing three four days sometimes five days and then you're back at it and you know, but if, if you're kind of able to keep at it like every day or second day, it's yeah, it's just that's where, you know, you find over three months, four months that that really starts to show the results, I think. Yeah. But uh, but I, I, I yeah, I find as well, it's my experience in the ultras is that you don't need to you don't need to do the big miles um, to get out there, you know, with the with the Miz and Malin and things like that last year it was, uh, um, you know, few, I'd say there were rare days where I went above uh, 100 miles, you know, so. It's um, it's just I, th I think if you have the base there that if you can do a hundred k, hundred and sixty k easily, you know you can that'll carry it. It's just it's just about having the yeah the consistency and the right mix I suppose of yeah the the high intensity stuff as well to yeah. And that would apply too for like people doing the the two hundred and the three hundred kilometer yeah. versions of the Western Challenge as well. Just yeah. consistency, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like whether you're doing the 200 or the, you know, you're looking at a minimum of six hours probably out on the bike and uh, it, it's, yeah, and then nine to 12 or whatever it takes for the, the 300. Like, so, uh, yeah, it'd be, um, yeah, it's it, it just consistency. Yeah. And, and you know, it's a, it's a big enough challenge, actually. It's a good bit of climbing. It's a cracking route, but um, I think, yeah, yeah. So it's manageable, I suppose, certainly on the 200. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just going to get on to that about the route. Tell us yeah. about your thoughts on the route, because just to give you a kind of an overview, uh, you'll be starting on the Prom in Galway. Now, most most ultra events will be right start early in the morning. 500k is going to start in the evening at sunset on the Prom in Galway. Kraken setting, and you're going down the burn, um, through the burn, uh, back up over, over um, the windmills. Well, <laughs> soon to be no windmills in Derry, yeah. Brian. And then back up through like Loch Fui and Connemara, around by around by Linan as the sun is coming up, around by around by uh, Sky Road and Clifton, and back by back by I suppose your neck of the woods, um, 
back through South Connemara, all around by Karna, Kilkiran, um, and then back over, just as a final painful little kicker, back over to the dreaded Shanna Feshteen, down into Uchtarard, uh, back to Mike Cullen, back to Spiddle, zigzagging, and then back finishing on the prom. And it'll finish around the same time, like the, the riders from the 200 and 300k who are starting that day mm-hmm. will be will be on the same route then as well. So like everyone will be finishing afternoon, evening on the following day. Yeah. So what are your impressions of the route and the, uh, in general? Yeah, I know. I mean, look, you, you called it out nicely there, Richard. I mean, it, it, it's, it sounds great and like it will be great. I think Owen has, has organised, uh, you know, like he's, he's shown his pedigree, I think, with the, you know, the race league as well. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's good at organising and like no doubt this is going to be possibly the best, you know, this year, if not best in coming years, kind of certainly for ultra events and like, you know, but that, that starts and finishes probably with the route itself is, is a cracking route and it's one that you want to, you want to want to do, you know, when this was announced in the last year is like, look, the thoughts of going down the burn and out Connemara and all those places you mentioned is, it's beautiful. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, from Connemara and I, I just, the, the colours out there, you know, on any given day, it's always di- like anytime you cycle out there and you know it well, it's, 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 it's different each time, you know, and, and I think the, the opportunity to do that, but us going down through the beautiful burn and, you know, up uh, Corkscrew Hill and all these places, like just, it's going to be cracking. And then, and then I suppose then you have the, you know, to start and finish on the prom, which is going to be um, just, yeah, w- wonderful. I think, you know, it's going to be uh, a great race. It's well organized. And I think we're going to get some like really strong performances as well, probably going around the course. I mean, if the, you know, it's, it's at the time of year, like look really long day as well. So, um, it's a good opportunity for people to like really kind of get good kind of from 5am through to, you know, to up to 10, 11 at night, you're going to have the kind of daylight. So um, I think in starting and then at the evening time is going to be another big selling point. You know, you kind of, you're starting off and you're still fresh and you're going through the night because that's something a lot of people maybe are apprehensive about that haven't, you know, I, I actually really like the the night cycling because, you know, you, you, the car, the roads are quiet. You kind of, you can, you know, when the cars are coming because the lights and stuff like that. So you can really provide it, the lights of the car behind you are kind of have enough lights, light in the road. You can really get into it and you kind of, uh, I don't know, there's something really peaceful about the night cycling. It, yeah. I really, really like, it's one of my favorite parts of like ultra cycling really like, because you don't get to do that normally, you know, and um you know and then you have yeah. the car there like handing you out your food and water like you know chaperone you the whole way so so no i, I think it, it's cracking root um great setting something, as you're saying there is something a bit meditative about nighttime cycling isn't there yeah like yeah yeah i think so there, there really is like it's something like that comes like you know I, I suppose yeah it's a bit meditative you know you're 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 just repeatedly pedaling and then there comes a point like you know sometimes if you go out for like a two hour cycle even it, it might take you half an hour an hour for the mind to kind of yeah. settle down a bit but when you really start getting into the ultra stuff like you know if they're five six hours like you can really um i suppose the trick is not to let your mind wander because you don't want to you want to be focused but at the same time yeah you do have this moments where you're it's really yeah you feel quite at peace you know calm if, if you yeah and uh, and then you're looking around when you can and seeing the, you know, the lovely scenery that that's yeah, going to be June. So there's yeah. always going to be a little bit of light in the sky, isn't there? Yeah. You want to yeah. see the silhouettes of the 12 bends and the, the barn yeah. and the lighthouses. You know, it's it's going to be yeah. fairly special. And like people always, I, you know, sometimes I I go out really early in the morning, especially in the winter, in the dark. People say, you're mad cycling at night. But if you have a good, like when you have a good set of lights, 
Mm-hmm. Cars give you a very wide berth at night. I've never had a close call with a car when it's yeah. dark. But yeah. but yet go out at twilight or during the day out spiddle my Cullen Road. You know, cars can come very close when you're on your own. Um, yeah. Some people people think that it's day more dangerous at night, but actually nighttime I think it's the safest time to cycle. Once yeah. you lights, you know it's. Uh, it's, it's I agree with you, and particularly on the country roads as well. If you go mm-hmm. out on the smaller roads, it's it's, it's because you know you, you know you can take that risk almost and go wide on the bends because yeah. you'll know if a car light is coming. So so yeah. if anything, it 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 gives you a little bit more security. Like you just you wouldn't take those risks in the daytime. And yeah, probably like you, I, I've I've noticed that in the daytime, it's 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 more likely the close the close calls are like you know either getting hits or not uh, in the daytime where when people should see it. So, uh, yeah, no, no, I, I think it's, um, you know, for anyone who's considering doing getting into ultras, like it's, it's, I, you know, it's a cracking route and fully supported. It, it's, uh, and you You're know, saying it's, it's, they're organizing it. You know, better man now to, yeah. <laughs> to, to organize a race or an event like he is yeah. ever down to a T, you know, yeah, every inch of that road, sussed every corner, great safe route as well for cyclists. And, you know, you're going through two of the best cycling areas of the country, the Burn, yeah. Connemara. You're Absolutely, going back through your, yeah. your home territory now. You've been drilling it, I'd say. You'll yeah, I know, I know. I need, to up, I'll need, <laughs> I'll need to drop the power on him back in Connemara now. And, uh, yeah, save it for the home start. But I think it, it, it's a nice, it'll be a lovely finish as well. Because, you know, when you come, you mentioned you'll be coming up over Shen Face team and then, like, kind of looping back then over the kind of Mike Cullen Spiddle loop as well at the finish. And, uh you know, these are like probably like for anyone based around Galway, they're on these roads a lot, and you know they're they're great roads and uh, uh, just yeah, the scenery. So no, I, th- I think it's it's a fantastic course, and I, I I've no doubt you know for anyone who probably outside of Galway was considering it, it it's uh, you know it's a be- it's a great opportunity probably yeah just to see two great spots, the Burren and West you know Galway. And to finish on the prom then is you know it'd be such a buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course, especially like that time of year, like, you know, it's going to be absolutely yeah, buzzing. So you'd be kind of finished on the Saturday afternoon, you know, evening. And yeah, uh, um, yeah no, no, it's a great, it's a great, great spot, you know, and I think that helps as well as starting on the Friday evening. So, you know, I think that's for me anyways, and I think a lot for people and family and stuff like that, you kind of want to, you can almost like turn up that morning or afternoon and then get going and you're finished on the Saturday evening, you know, and I think that's, I think that's where a good draw for races people. are moving to yeah. as well, because it, it, it's nobody really wants to be coming down and you don't have that luxury of taking a few days, a lot of time to, to be kind of getting ready before the race, you know, and stuff like that. So give us a brief overview of how you're going to fuel yourself for this event. Yeah. So, so I'm doing the gels now for the first, from the first 10 K out. Like yeah. mad. <laughs> Firing gels into them. Yeah, yeah. Try well. Yeah, I suppose that's it. Maybe yeah, that's a good rule place to start. Probably stay away from the gels for like the the the. I'd say even for the two hundred, three hundred. You know, I mean, look. I suppose if the two hundred, you're you're looking at probably still. I don't know. You get might get someone super fast, but you, you know, you're talking at least six hours probably, and then the three hundred. You know, it could be ten hours and. You know anything seventeen to twenty something odd hours for the the other one. So so it's a long enough basically like for the six to five to five. You know you need to get things right, and I think gels should probably there's a time for them if you're really stuck, kind of particularly near the end or big climb. But generally they kind of they spike you too much, so you want to be a bit more consistent. Uh, the other thing I suppose with the ultras is generally you want to be uh, maybe a little bit less than what you pack in on a flying a five hour ride or something because like my experience anyways has always been like that. Uh, Give an example. I did one um, 
just even two less two years ago, maybe for Joe Barr race up in the north, and it was at three. I was going to do the five fifty, and then I'd lost a crew member, so I switched to the the three. It was a three hundred k or three twenty five k, and uh, um, and I switched to that. But I I kind of I probably went out too hard for that one. It's a shorter race, and the nutritional strategy then was just like when you're pushing yourself very hard. And you're trying to ingest a certain amount it kind of it becomes very difficult so i might have got it away with it at a, at a slightly more relaxed pace shall we say so yeah. so i suppose yeah look the, the thing is i suppose no you're tested out in training for like up to kind of six hours but um there's still a likelihood that you might have problems from like i get in problems in race if, if i get them it's probably from like eight hours eight to ten kind of onwards like and you don't normally train it that long so yeah. people should assume that you may well have problems so um, I'd say have a few different options of food, like, you know, you kind of the carbohydrate kind of powders and stuff like that, but maybe have some real food sandwiches and different yeah. things because you'll find that like, you don't want to be stuck, I suppose, and like not, not having any appetite for the sweet stuff. So just yeah. have, have a good mix, I suppose. And, uh, you know, and then if you're starting really fast and maybe ending fast, you kind of, you could take maybe the gels or something then, but don't, um, you know, when you when you go that basically is you know yourself the higher the intensity that the more difficult it is for the stomach to to process. So you just need to be. Uh, uh, but I do want to kind of say take this or that because everyone is really different, and uh, you know it's only through the trial and error I think really over the next you know yeah. month or two people should be sussing that out. Yeah. So you don't want to be turning up on the day, going buying a big box of gels you've never eaten before and protein bars or carb bars, and going right. I've just mapped out because this guy has done this for him. But for your stomach, you've never experienced it before. So, you know, yeah. you need to be, I mean, fueling is, is something you need to train for, isn't it? For weeks beforehand, you need to get used to the food you take and what works for you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you should just be going out now and like kind of almost be using what you plan to use for the race. And yeah. even if it works for six hours, whatever, like just know that it's there's still a probably, you know, a chance that it might not work. <laughs> at hour eight or ten yeah. so what are you going to do then and then i'd say to people like look if it, it's happened to me most races i've done in the, in the ultras is get stomach problems at some point and, and they might actually have to wait a few hours for the you don't want to eat anything and you have to kind of just feed yourself water and it comes yeah. back around and i say if that happens you know just stick with it like because the other thing with ultras is like you know you feel like you're kind of dying and you think you know, you, you know, what you don't want to do in that instance is collapse things to say that like, oh, that's it. It's going to get worse because you can find that it can actually just keep plugging along at a kind of more aerobic pace and then things can turn around quick enough. And, you know, you might find in two hours time you're you're flying again. And, and that in that time and the, the time you'll make up, you know, you can actually still make good progress. And I suppose ultras, um, it's probably long enough that you could actually you don't want that to happen, but it, it, you can actually still recover from it at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot to be said for something like an old ham sandwich or a bag of taters, isn't there? Is there any kind of go-to food you have, let's say, when you're right into it, you don't want gooey stuff? Is there one kind of food that is your kind of... Yeah, I suppose things like uh, like these brioche buns are kind of good, you know? They're kind of like, they're buttery or a bit sugary, kind of, they're, they're, but not too much so, right? Uh, but you can stick a bit of like ham, slice of ham in there, and then that's uh, another, and some butter. Uh, good source of fats and kind of uh, that that gives you like if you kind of even had one of those every like four hours or so that's that's a good variety you know you're mixing it up um 
but uh yeah that that's a probably a good solid option really and then you can you can still have like you could probably have a, like a chocolate bar a small one like mini sized yeah. ones every few hours as well that's not going to damage too much but uh um but again it's just about trying it out because you know it's it's some carb powders can actually go a bit haywire if you eat something simple sugar like a Always. chocolate bar you know so it's yeah. it's kind of having having tested it out i suppose yeah um yeah. But yeah, things like the brioche buns or like just ham and cheese sandwich, they're like, you know, you can't go wrong with those really. Like, yeah. 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 And yeah, you, yeah. And you got to look after your stomach. It's not just about the muscles and the, the other organs, you know. Yeah. No, that's it. Starts <laughs> fighting against you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, once the stomach goes, you're kind of, you're really, it's tricky. It's, it's, I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but like, you know, it feels like you're, all your energy's gone. Like, you know, yeah. and you're just kind of, your, your, your brain, like, you know, it's like your glucose, everything sort of shuts down almost. But uh, yeah, I know you're right. It's the nutrition is is a, a big part of it, and just trying to not not go kind of too. You always like need to rein yourself back a bit if you're going over some of the big climbs, not to go too hard because, you know, I suppose there's time for like getting kings of the mountain stuff. But like you, you kind of if you go too hard and and so you're kind of, yeah. when you hit the corker, right? You've yeah. got it. You've got it. Wind on your back, right? Yeah. How do you not let yourself just absolutely drill the corker with that with that tailwind? Yeah, I, I you do you that, follow yeah. a power meter or da, how do you discipline yourself over that distance? Yeah, I, I I do have a power meter and I suppose it's and then you're kind of keeping it, but you're keeping I suppose a, a rate at your heart rate. So I find like my heart rate will be quite high maybe for the first five six hours and might go out kind of um, harder and then and then but it kind of stabilizes out after that. But but yeah, things like the corker, like I suppose it depends on the context right so if i if i was in the front or kind of if i'm pacing well i probably i'd just say look don't don't blow it up by going up too hard but on the flip side if if you were like i don't know you're kind of you, you you know that you're there's two people up the road really close by and you really want to make grounds like it's then an opportunity right okay now is the time if you think you're a good climber to, to actually make a little bit of time up so um yeah i suppose it's just yeah try not to Try not to push it too hard in the red, I suppose. And I, I you'll you'll know that, I guess it, it it's uh yeah, I suppose it's different, but uh trying to be a little bit sensible about it, I guess, yeah. But it it's it's difficult at times. I appreciate that if you're kind of, you know, if you're competitive and you see someone, you know, yeah. two hundred meters up the road, that that's racing, yeah. You just don't want to suffer first down the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe that's the time for the gel, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Sean, after COVID, like, did you find it hard coming back, getting the intensity, getting the distance back up, the energy back up? And, you know, how has that affected your training up to including the Western Challenge and further events beyond that? Yeah, um, yeah it has affected, actually. I, I, I suppose COVID itself was really mild and, um, you know, it was uh, it was in the house. We all had it and then I got it last and then it, it lasted a number of days. But... I think got back on the bike after you know day five or something after our weekend kind of later and, and and the advice is to take it easy so I kind of did so and I was at three days back four days back on the bike and then I came down with another virus um and I think that was set me back a few weeks kind of further actually so uh so I found it very hard I, I think it's it's uh, you're seeing a lot of teams as well like kind of out in the peloton like to talk a lot about teams been decimated and a lot of people that kind of taking longer this year like missing classics and stuff because a lot of teams are taking longer to recover and i suppose yeah. everyone's different yeah, like, but, yeah. Like van der Poel's team you know yeah. very slow to come back as a team 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's, I suppose it's, it's taken longer than I thought. And I suppose it's kind of then I was I, I was maybe a bit too impatient going back. Maybe a bit. Maybe I should take another few days before going back. And um, I it's hard to know because I suppose in our circumstance we had the little baby. Kind of like you weren't sleeping at night anyway. So it's kind of uh when you run down you can easier pick up stuff but um but no it it, it, it look put it this way it, it's kind of you know kind of six weeks or so really is like the kind of it took yeah really it kind of wiped things out yeah before yeah. you're fully back it felt like to having that kind of energy levels which is yeah so uh but so what's, yes. uh, what's the year looking like for you now from, from now so on? yeah the year like the plans had to change a bit so i think like i'm doing an ultra event race in mayo um but that's kind of now solely as a kind of like almost a, a training event, you know, to get ready for the challenge. What's um, that yeah, that one's called the Wild Mayo Ultra. It's organized by Park Mary and it's it's a uh, 650k. Uh, so that's on in the 13th of May and uh, that goes all around Mayo. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, but I think the one in uh, the challenge, yeah, hopefully like um, to be in good shape for the challenge. But I think it probably won't be in the I'd say for this season now, because of COVID, probably won't be in the best shape until August, September. So I've got a, the Donegal 555 in August and uh, might have another crack at the Miz and Malin, like to improve the time maybe again in August, September. So we'll see at that point, yeah, just how the season's gone, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, that's the thing, you know, with COVID, it, it really, uh, you know, you kind of throws things out of, out of sync slightly, yeah. Mm, yeah. Sure, so, you know, not to get back on the road and you actually, you know. Yeah. Your 20 hours, whatever, 18 hours, would you be? 18? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll be screaming for the car then. Yeah. And let's say here's a kind of a, a bit of an afterward question. As if there was one, there was one ultra cyclist that that you could line up against in the Western Challenge. Who would it be? Um, who would it be? Um, look, I suppose people like this, this uh, people like Joe Barr. I've never actually, I've raced lots of the same races, but we never actually raced at the same time. So it'd probably be good to. Joe Barron, always kind of, yeah, he's um, talked about doing it if, if plans change, you know, he's planned to go to Race Across America, but he'd be a good one. And then and then there's people like, I suppose, look, there's lots of people who, I, I suppose they might not call themselves full ultra cyclists yet, but I think there's, there's we're going to see in the next couple of years, loads of, uh, like I put it this way, sorry, there's probably people doing the ultra uh, challenge this year that, you know, I think we'll do really, really well um, because they're kind of, if you say, if you can do a hundred or 200 K really fast, I don't think you'll have any problem really doing it if you get the nutrition right. So um, I, uh, yeah, let's see, maybe Owen McGraw himself will, will get on the bike and <laughs> we'll see what he's You're made. You're in trouble if he does. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But uh, yeah, no, look, there's lots of people and then things, you know, people like Rona McLaughlin, these type of people as yeah. well. I like, you know he's he's got uh, leg injuries this year and stuff. But, you know, I think they're, they're people like really, they've shown like when you kind of, people who move up from like the 100 mile mark to like, you know, that it's not a, and, and he's done it really well successfully things then yeah. at doing like those. So I, I think we'll see a lot more of that happening, you know. Um, so, uh, but then you have people like Roy Devlin and people like this who are kind of, 
yeah. you know, there was one an edition of the Donegal 555 a few years ago, and then there was a young lad came second or third as well. A good battle, Roy Devlin, I think, that year. And, uh, you know, these are the people like they're actually people may not call them full on ultra cyclists, but they're they'd certainly have great talent, I think, to do it. So, so any of those people, like, you know, look, there's, there's lots of I think it's become more competitive and makes for uh, more exciting racing, I guess. Yeah, which is what you want. Yeah, the more the more cyclists that you have around you, you know, yeah. pushing you at that level. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna ease off. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lucas, um, thanks a million for joining us. Now, look forward to seeing you then on the the 17th and 18th of June. Yeah, looking forward and to it, man. Yeah, coming great. Yeah, hope the training goes well now, and uh, you know, it's always a challenge, like for all of us, kind of mixing family and work and everything, and you know, but like you say. Yeah. about getting out or getting the routine going you know and that's it well, doing the... good weather now so uh yeah no, excuse. no excuses yeah <laughs> and so, what bike what bike have you so i have uh well i work for a company canyon it's not the bike one but i but i have a i have a canyon um speedmax uh tt bike and then i've uh um considering like in the market maybe if i can, can uh, convince my wife to get a, a new road bike the the other ones uh it's it's i've got a specialized road bike but it's, it's probably 12 years old so i'm kind of i'm saying it's it might be time for a new one <laughs> but, uh, but yeah no i've done i suppose i've done the um in terms of bike i've, I've used the time trial bike on the for miss and malin and yeah. things like the donegal 555 so I used the tt bike the whole way without changing and, and tell me how how is that like been in TT position for that distance. I mean, does it absolutely strain the body, or is it is it all about getting used to it? I think it's about getting used to it. I suppose I'd use it a lot for the training, um, you know. And um, it's um, I suppose look, a lot of people like it's not that. Well, yeah, it's the bike I ever find it very comfortable. But you know, a lot of people I suppose would take a road bike for ultras anyways and stick the clip on aero bar. So it's actually yeah. I, I, the difficulty I have with that is that you kind of then it's a road bike, but you're trying to get into an aero position yeah. with clip on, so it's not right. So I think with this one, uh, it it works for me, I suppose. That you know, you're not in the full aero all the time. You can sit up a bit, particularly in climbing. So it's it's a light enough bike for climbing. So, um, you trained yourself into that position, really. Yeah, I think like so. Turning yeah. up on the day and going right, I'll be down on the bars all day, and about yeah, an hour yeah. up the road, your body seizes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose it's um that, that's what you don't want, I suppose. But it's uh yeah, I know I suppose it's just one of those, yeah, I need to practice on whatever bike you're using. And I, I know a lot of people maybe do this kind of approach of like TT bike and then switch bikes and you switch bikes, but I, I yeah. prefer keep it kind of simple and just say like look, yeah. here's a bike, I'm out cycling for the day and kind of Oh, you know, people would do that. They they might yeah. switch bikes at the bottom of a big. Yeah, climb. a lot of people would for the climbs and stuff really? like that, and they they kind of you know I say most people do like whereas really? I'm kind of probably I don't know I'm, I'm saying unique, but I tend to kind of just stick to one bike throughout and uh, um but yeah it's not much crack going up Gap Memor you know things like that places when you're you know um but you probably prefer to have a lighter bike on those occasions but it's it's yeah. doable and you're weighing up like what's the time time difference i suppose save between yeah. those yeah um no matter how well you set up a bike there's different bikes that want to have small little differences yeah. aren't they yeah physiologically yeah. on your body yeah yeah so um so are you signed up for the uh for which one of them for this this june oh i'll be doing support now Are you okay okay in the car or waving a flag or something you're Too not tempted to do the 500 no Jesus, I don't know. Owner probably get around me by then, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to say no to, to own. 
Yeah. Fair play yeah. to like the serious organization going into it, you know, and it's like yeah. even already now there's over 100 signups is filling up really quick, like even this early stage. So, you know, the word is really getting out. It's going to be. Yeah, I think it's going to be yeah. the, like the top, top events in the country. Yeah, for, for ultra cycling. So, yeah, I think it's it's uh, yeah, great, great. Here, here, hopefully it goes all well now. And yeah, yeah. yeah. so far, so good. Anyway, it's all looking good, you know. Yeah, yeah. Great route, like between the Burn and, and Galway City and Connemara. Sure. Where else would you want to be? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, back on back on home turf. So Arata Connemara. Well, we'll see you. We'll see you down on the prom anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll see you on the road. I'm sure sometime soon. Anyways, yeah, yeah. yeah good. Might see out, out of the challenge races. Yeah, the challenge race league. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. On her. Thanks a million now for for joining us and. Uh, Really appreciate you, you know, uh, being part of this and really looking forward to it. It's going to be a class event. Yeah, no, no, 100%. It's going to be, it's going to be epic. Yeah. Well, right, best, thanks, Richie. Best up with the training. Thank you, Juan. Thank you, Juan. Thank you, Juan. Thank you, Juan.